Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. It's time for Seminal Headlines, featuring Warchant.com's Jeff Cameron, Managing Editor Ira Chofel, and Senior Writer Corey Clark. Your weekly dose of all things FSU, Pistols and Pies, starts right now. Here's Jeff Cameron. Hour number two, Seminal Headlines, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, Warchant TV. Headliner questions forthcoming. First, thank you, Dr. Birch. Thanks for all you do. Birch Orthodontics. I got an appointment. I got a text from my wife yesterday. I should look and see. I'm taking Clark up there again. It, we're getting we're getting it ramped up. Getting it's, the time. Home it's, time. it's time. Well, Bryce is almost out, and Clark's about to officially be in. So we may have one more tooth to pull. That poor youngin. I'll tell you what. <laughs> my youngest, he's Clark. old snaggly tooth Clark. He's got some <laughs> issues, man. We had <laughs> tough times. Um, but he's handled it like a champion, and uh, thanks to the – uh, care of uh, Birch Orthodontics. They're going to have them all straight, so that's good. Yeah, if you need any orthodontic work or your kids, uh, birchorthodontics.com is the website. They have free consultations. That's where it all started, man. Like we had, my when our oldest needed braces, and actually she needed, we thought she needed more than that, but when we first went in for the first time, uh, we went into several dif- different orthodontists and uh, didn't find one we really liked. You were shopping around. Sat down with Dr. Birch and her staff and just were blown away just how good they were. And, and, and Molly felt great about it. That was the the, the big thing. And um, so you can have that experience as well. And like I said, they it's uh, braces can be pricey, but they, they can make it affordable with their payment plans. And they have a Invisalign, all the latest technology. Uh, we definitely hope you support birchorthodontics.com. All right, let's get to some questions here. There's some good ones, and I know a lot of people are excited now that uh, basically we're starting camp here. Uh, will Mike Norvell take another transfer linebacker or quarterback after spring practice? Also tell Corey bottled water and plain yogurt for a month should help him out with his stomach. How's the vodka going, Corey? It's uh, it's going all right, Ira. I, I, no, number one, no hangovers. Uh, I don't like it enough to get like tip too tipsy because I just don't like to taste the vodka. So I drink it slower. I kind of, I kind of savor it a little bit, All right. uh, and it's, I, it's changed my life. Uh, I'm not going to eat yogurt. I hate yogurt. I've tried it. It's disgusting. But I have not always bottled water, but you know, water with a little bit of flavor. That's what I'm going for now. <laughs> the flavor being vodka. No, no, I was talking about the, he's, the, he's the vitamin the water. He's I'm doing vitamin, vitamin water. water. Sorry, yeah, you can't see me. By the way, vitamin there water. are very few things like raisin toast. And maybe one other thing that I like more than yogurt. Yogurt's delicious. It's incredible. This guy. How about the Greek yogurt? Love all of oh, them. God. There's never been a yogurt I don't like. I like the Every yogurt. Every yogurt ever. The yogurts that have a lot of processed sugar. Oh, no, no. Those are good. <laughs> yeah. The rest yeah, of it. Yeah, I'll eat like TCBY. Do they still have those things? I love that yogurt. Uh, to answer uh, the question, will he take a linebacker or a quarterback? I think he would take a quarterback if it was the right situation. We've talked uh, about that before. 
Uh, and then I don't know about linebacker. I think they feel like they're comfortable there. I, I'm not as comfortable as they are, but to answer your question, I'm not so sure about linebacker. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I, yeah, I mean, you're not you're not going to recruit over Tatum Bethune, but you could and grab another guy. For you could, purposes, you could, if there's a if there's somebody out there. Um, but you know, you've you returned basically your top four or five linebackers. You brought in Tatum Bethune. I don't think that that's going to be a high priority, but man, like we said with running back, if you found the right guy, if you found the right guy, I, and running back, if you found a dynamic running back, I mean, of course, that's a big if, but yeah, I would definitely do that. I well, don't I, think they I, have a difference maker at running back, and I think, I think Benson, I think Benson's going to be a nice addition. We didn't get to see him. I think when we get to see him, I think that might change our opinion a little bit. Uh, Christopher writes: Was it the FSU coaching staff that made Jermaine Johnson the beast that he is, a potential first round draft pick? Mm-hmm. No, yeah. just like uh, old John, uh, what's his Garrett? Yeah, made uh, yeah. Jason, <laughs> Jason Witten. Witten. Yeah, uh, was Jermaine always this guy? No. Did he need to step out of the starting UGA defensive line shadow to get the spotlight? Yeah, probably. Would he have emerged the player he became here at Georgia? No. All right, so I think I answered every one of those the way you guys would have answered those, but let's go ahead and illuminate that a little bit more. Um, Let's just say this. Okay, look, Jermaine Johnson came here uh, built like an NFL football player. Uh, All of us, the second we laid eyes on him upon his arrival, went, oh, that's different. FSU doesn't have a single player on their roster that looks like that. That was the very first thing I said upon seeing him. Then you had a guy who was extremely motivated. It was a money year. He knew he could change his life. He was mature and focused. He'd been through things. Junior college, his his trek to Tallahassee had taught him an awful lot. I want to also say, I don't think, and Corey, you correct me if, you, if I'm wrong, you probably know more about this given your Georgia background, but I don't think Georgia, and I think it's reasonable to say this, knew what they had, or they would not have just said, yeah, by all means, go ahead, take it on down the road. Like Jermaine Johnson, I think, could have legitimately been in that rotation last year for Georgia given the way he played here. He was that good. Oh yeah, man! I think there's a chance he would have started. Yeah, um, but they, it's not like they said. It's not like Kirby was okay with that. Kirby wanted him to stay, and he was in the ro- he was in the rotation the year before. Yeah, he was in the rotation the year before. Like he he just wasn't a starter. He wasn't. He was getting, you know, pass down reps. But he wanted to prove he was an every down uh, player, and uh, he certainly did that. But no, I uh, Georgia wasn't. Georgia wasn't. That was a big loss for them. I, I clearly not that big. No, that they big. end up being okay without say, him. And the somehow worked out all right. Somehow, but in they the managed. spring when it happened, when it happened, uh, Kirby was not happy with that. That was not one of those guys where you're like, okay, just go. I hope you go shine somewhere else. They Jermaine was a part of their plans, and uh, he took it on down to Tallahassee. And thank goodness he did. And 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 they yeah. got extremely lucky. It, Look, it was, first of all, they recognized he's a good player. But the, the maturity level and the willingness to take on the responsibility that Mike Norvell asked of him beyond his playing prowess is what makes him special. We can tell the story right now. Mm-hmm. So today, Coach Storms talked about the squat party, right, that Caden Lyles won. And that squat party is extremely uh, vocal, interactive. It's it is, got the word party it, in it, it yeah, for a reason. It's a good yeah. time. But they're doing some work. And then you're cheering on your brothers, and there's adrenaline and everything else. And so it's so cool to find out that Jermaine Johnson FaceTimes uh, Amari Gaynor while that's going on so he can see the new guys and the guys that he played with and how much growth that they've had to encourage them as well. So Jermaine Johnson is preparing to possibly go in the first 15 picks of this draft. And my man and is the combine fa- starting yes. this week. Yeah. And my man is FaceTiming Amari Gaynor 
He only played here a year. He's FaceTiming yeah. Amari Gaynor to see how this group is doing and to encourage them uh, during the squad party. He's a special kid, and man. So, and so people understand, Josh Storms did say the only time he ever lets players bring phones in the weight room is for the squad party because of that. They like to do that kind of thing. Um, but the other thing I'd say about Jermaine is, back to his question, to the to his or her question to mm-hmm. start with, is it was a perfect storm. It was a perfect moment because I think one more thing that kind of elevated Jermaine Johnson's growth, and I think you touched on it, was the opportunity to be a leader. Like when he went in the portal, Mike Norvell started hitting him up right away, and he wouldn't even take Mike Norvell's calls. He was like, I'm not going to Florida State. Why would I go to Florida State? But that was kind of one of the things he pitched him on was, man, you can come in and teach these guys and lead them. And then he really embraced that. He never would have had that opportunity at Georgia. And sometimes when you get a chance to be a leader, it brings out more of you than maybe you would have even seen otherwise. I think it takes an awful lot to take that on, too, because if you've never been, you don't know if you can be. You don't know how successful you're going to be. You're just trying to get to the league. You'd like to win a championship along the way, so I'm sure you're looking at programs that are high-profile with a chance to win a championship and get you to the NFL. And then Mike Ravel's persistence and also the way that he's challenged him. You know, the, it, I, I'm not going to tell you everything you want to hear. I'm going to make you better. You're going to have to work. Oh, obviously, you bring something to the table. I wouldn't be talking to you. But you have a chance to come in here, and I'm going to push you to be a better player. That's a special guy, and they've been able to do that in the transfer portal. Frankly, it's saved this program, and they haven't been great anyhow. Imagine if they had not gotten uh, Kier Thomas. Imagine if they not gotten Jermaine Johnson. Jamie Robinson. Jamie Robinson. I mean, they've been able to bring in guys that have accepted those challenges. It's really kind of saved their ass to some degree, or they would have been even worse. And they're going to have to continue to do that until they can get this roster with the kind of depth talent-wise that they need. I mean, they still have a ways to go. Uh, when are we going to do our own squat party? Oh, I'm all in, buddy. Let's go. Like now, my right knee like, may shoot out to the side when it happens, and you may have to call an ambulance. Yeah, well, that's but, part of the but, that's, but that's part, part of the of joy. Of that's people. the that's risk. People are going to watch it. That's the risk you take. Gene's going to be like, "Why do I have four workers' comp uh, <laughs> claims?" Gene's going to be a part of it. We're all doing it. It's going to be a war chant squat party. Tony writes, "I'd like to know if they're moving Travis J. You and everybody else, Tony." Seems defensive back is crowded after the interview with Fuller. Maybe some type of uh, just athlete on offense. Yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, they'd love, obviously, Travis J to somehow have the light bulb go off while he's here in Tallahassee. Because you get this sinking feeling that if it doesn't happen and he goes somewhere else, you're going to be flipping channels one day and you're like, son of a bitch. <laughs> Travis Jay is out here with three picks. Yeah, answer. yeah, you're going to see it somewhere else. And sometimes, and I'm not advocating this, but sometimes a change of scenery is what a kid does need. And I don't know, but they haven't been able to get a thing out of him. He uh, he does, man. He does impress you. It looked, I mean, it's hard to tell based on what we saw today. But every it, time you it, see him, you're it, like, it, No, I'm saying it didn't look like he was with, it looked like he was with the DBs. Yeah, so I don't was. think they made a change yet. I think if they did, maybe it could happen in the spring. I mean, a lot of us think it would make sense to maybe see him at wide receiver. Um, but or even like a utility back or something. But uh, as of now, that hasn't changed. But man, the athletic Maybe tight end. there. Maybe throw him in the tight end <laughs> room. Get you another one of those. If Bobby Bowden were still here, alive and coaching, we'd run at least two reverses a game to that guy. And I, I, yeah. I'm advocating for that. Can we get this guy on a reverse something? Uh, let's go to Roger, who writes, Good morning. Do you guys remember 2014 when we moved Cam Irving to center? Wow, what a difference that made. I'm just saying the acquisition Wisconsin uh, player could be underrated. Yay, sausage. Caden Lyles. Yeah, Caden Lyles is, uh, I mean, 
you and I walked away. I think everybody did. That uh, that's that's a grown man. Dude. Corey, you, the difference, and I know you know. We pointed out that maybe you weren't on the you weren't driving the Dylan Gibbons train, probably. Sure. But sure. once you saw it, like once you saw him early last season pulling and moving people, like you were like, okay, I mean, you he muttered under his breath, "I can't believe I'm going to have to acquiesce to what but, Jeff and I had to say." But you, after seeing that, now imagine that. Plus, Caden Lyles, who's, dude, I can't, he reminds me of like Montre Holland or somebody. I'm trying to think of the guys back in the days who were just big mm, road we, graders. We were good. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, but, but the, th- the difference, and we won't get, we're not relitigating this, is that Lyles had, you know, he started like 15 or 16 games at Wisconsin. Yeah. yeah so I'm he's not, already proven himself. I'm and not, then he goes and wins the squat party. I'm not making that point. My, <laughs> my point was, my, the point I was trying to make was now you have two guys who could be like that, two yeah. Big Ten type interior offensive linemen. That changes your line. Which I mean, is two so, more than you've had in right. so, seven years. So the question, his question, I mean, it it, it does, you yeah. know, it, it changes what you might be able to do on offense. Yeah, absolutely. And as Corey correctly points out, if he does nothing else, he has won the squad he party. He did win the squad party. He did party. win the party. <laughs> uh, Eric has, as always, donated and thanked us. And uh, best Thanks, time of sports year, Seminole headliners, March Madness, Players' Championship, Masters, Spring Football, can't wait to be in Tallahassee for the spring game. Go Knowles. Well, thanks, Eric. It'll be good to have you here. And as always, we'll see you and we'll toast and have a good time. And everybody will make their way over to the stadium. I'm looking forward to it as well. It uh, is. Like, well, in baseball, might maybe. Uh, they may save themselves. Starting. It's about to happen. They may save Let's themselves. Let's hope. We'll yeah. see. But uh, so right around April, man, it's an all, the start of April is like the all-time best sports moment. Uh, old buddy of mine, Burke, writes, I'm happy Lulu has found his perfect fit as Florida State's radio announcer. Rest in peace, Lee Bowen. Have any of you thought about or done, by the way, he wrote that. I would say that as well. He's we my first would. boss. Yeah. yeah. Have any of you thought about or done play-by-play? What sport would you consider would fit your personalities? I've done some baseball play-by-play, and I have thought about that. Eric does a great job, and he's a dear friend, so I'm not advocating that. But if he ever needs me to fill in, I will. Uh, I get occasionally, this is arrogant, I don't mean it to be, occasionally asked if I'd have any interest someday down the road if, if, if the great one, Gene Deckerhoff, calls it a day. But uh, Tom Block is perfect for that, so I, I, don't even, I don't even aspire to something like that. Corey, what about you? You'd be a quality play-by-play. I, it would be funny to hear. I, would, I think, you know what? I would pay to hear you broadcast like a Braves game. Or even he couldn't do it. Game. They'd get to the playoffs and he'd have to recuse himself. He'd be like, I'm out. I, <laughs> like a, I can't do it, guys. <laughs> it's just dead air for five innings. Well, I, until I check Twitter. I'd but. have to I'd have to jump in and be like, well, my partner's in the corner in the fetal position. Uh, we're tied at two here in the seventh. <laughs> yeah, I, I would. I, that's what I wanted to do growing up was be a baseball play by play guy. Um, I really I, I think I'd be all right at it. Um, I think I'd probably be a little too talkative. And I'd probably be a little too opinionated, that, that, that um, especially my... when like a, a guy, a guy somehow gets hit by a fair ball as a base runner at third base. Yeah, how like I don't happen? know that I would talk about anything else the rest of the game. <laughs> like two innings later. <laughs> yeah, it's like again to, to re- resetting for everyone that wasn't yeah. listening. Brett Roberts was somehow standing in fair territory as the base runner at third and took a double away from his teammate, and that ended the inning. <laughs> oh, there's the two-two pitch to Smith that yeah. popped up. Let me say it again. Robert. Let's revisit this play by Roberts. Uh, could could turn out to be costly here. Uh, Jason writes, I'm taking the whole family, five adults, five kids, to their first FSU basketball game on Saturday. This will be my fourth senior day in a row, and nothing will beat the Boston College win in 2020. Mm. Hanging the banner, cutting down the net. FSU was on a seven-game win streak on senior day, last losing in 2014. Wow. Will they make it? 
eight. No. No, they won't, Jason. Oh, they might. Well, NC, NC State, State. thinks. Uh, NC State. I know. They've already beaten NC State. Uh, you're right. I was thinking about the Notre Dame game. Yeah, Notre they're Dame. They're not winning that one, probably. That's, That's the one they're be not a tough winning. One. Yeah, you're right. They could actually. Hell, I might give some more gambling advice. Did you, I, yeah, did I heard I the story. About the... I heard the story. I was so oh, proud boy. of you. Yeah, it's well so done. So for those that don't know that weren't watching or listening to the Jeff Cameron show yesterday. Uh, it was a Sunday smash. It was on the Sunday smash. It was a Sunday smash. Yeah. I was convinced. Like, I don't bet. I don't really have an avenue to do it, or I would. Um Maybe not on Florida State stuff, but this one I was like, man, they are down four starters. They just lost by 20 points at Boston College. Mm. They scored 51 points at Boston College. They're not going to score 40 against Virginia. So I might have texted a few of my friends that I know gamble that very sentiment. Hot it's, tip, everybody. Hot tip. It was The spread was eight at the time. I'm like, look, there's I can't foresee a scenario where Virginia doesn't win this game by a blowout, and Florida State's probably not going to score 40 points. So my buddy Michael... Put a uh, hundred dollars on the under, and a hundred dollars on Virginia, mm. and he was not Bend happy over, with Michael. me Saturday night. That's he was toughie. not happy with me Saturday night. Yeah. I told him, man, you he's too <laughs> results oriented. He's got to be <laughs> process. He's, he's yeah. got to be process oriented. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The process of the bet made the pro- sense, and just Florida State hit some crazy shots down the stretch. Just to help everybody out, this is a good example of why you bet in bulk, folks. Yeah. You don't bet singular matchups, especially ones where you have an emotional tie. The hot tip thing, though, from my days at the racetrack with my dad, the horse races, oh, yeah. you'll, there are people that will go around the, yes. the horse track and tell you, hey, number four in the second. Like the, They've got this tip they want to show you, which makes absolutely no sense because the way parimutuel wagering works is the more people bet on a certain horse, mm-hmm. the odds go down yes. and their payout gets worse. Right. So right. why would you ever take my dad's because like gamblers why would- want to help other gamblers. That <laughs> is, at at my, our heart, we want to help my, our fellow degenerates. My dad, uh, my dad's like, man, never listen to that. He goes, what you do though <laughs> is if you ever see a jockey, a former jockey or a trainer go to the window to make yeah, a bet, you follow. I'll follow that. Follow he'll he'll get up. in line behind yeah. them. That was my dad's trick. He would get behind the line the, the trainers and see how much they bet, and if they bet a large sum of money. It's like uh, well, I might, yeah, might man, show some interest. Follow in that. up on that one, uh, really quickly because I know we got to go to break. But gentlemen, it sounds like Mr. Alford knows that Dick Hauser Stadium isn't going to cut it long term. Good. If the stadium moves to Jeff's preferred location, what would you like to see at the current site? I vote for a new softball and soccer complex. More housing yeah, but- for all the assistants. More ha- all the football staff. Uh, yeah, members. the, the five hundred assistants are going to have. <laughs> I feel like they have a pretty good softball and soccer complex. I, I know do they have too. to share I don't have it, a problem with it. I like it. Yeah. I think it's fine. Maybe, I mean, it's 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 man. You can't argue with the success. No, but it's um, a nice looking facility. Yeah, no, it they're, is. They're I'm both sure, better than Hauser. I mean, they're both really yeah. good programs sharing a space. I'm sure they would like to have more space yeah. in the inside. But you know what I'm saying? Oh, in the inside. I was going to say I don't know how many more seats you need. No, no, I'm talking about the yeah, the, the actual meeting space and all that in that building. Um, and those programs Maybe that's deserve where you put the facility. You put the football facility. Did you? Uh, we always give Corey grief for not listening to the uh, Jeff Cameron show That's true. Monday to Friday. Well, there's so many opportunities. He may be listening tomorrow or Thursday. I don't know. Maybe Friday. <laughs> did you read his column on the uh, softball program? I did. It was a novel. How about that, Corey? Yeah, you should have support. I, did. Uh, I don't believe that he read it, but I appreciate that he acted like he read I it. Believe no, he did. I, I did. You like the premise of it? You were always curious why it was they were so loose and they had so much fun, and you wanted to go find out for yourself. And so, yeah, that's how it Take starts. Take it back, Corey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I, I thought it was a tremendous article. The the depth. Uh, it was thorough. Uh, it was very thorough. I felt like we got as much as we could possibly. <laughs> very thorough. I squeezed that, I squeezed really, that fruit. Very got thorough. everything out of that softball article. But it was the first really in-depth, well-done article on Warchant.com for Florida State softball ever.
So, Corey, <laughs> you, you, I mean that as a compliment. There you go. Now we know everything there is to know about self, and, and we know they kick ass. So it was warranted because if you're going to win a lot, you deserve the uh, spot. And I got to, uh, I got, when I was in the team meeting, she introduced me to the team. This was funny. She introduced me to the team, but she said, does anybody know who our special guest is? And Sydney Sherrill put her hand up and said, uh, don't you work? Don't you work for the Tallahassee Democrat? And mm. I go, no, but I used to. And then nobody else. And I think somebody gave a hint. And finally, Corey Clark came out. So, and I was like, yeah, I work for I work for Warchant. And and I, I think Lonnie asked, do any of you guys know or members of Warchant? And like four of them's like, no, but our, my dad is. So we get we get. I don't think the I don't think the twenty year old women are maybe our our demo. Shout out to. For, uh... I know Devin Flaherty's dad is a. Uh, I've talked to him a few times at some games. He's a FSU alum who uh, has been on Warchant. Told me the story from when he was a student at Florida State. He first got on Warchant to follow recruiting, right? And uh, now wow. his daughter plays softball at Florida Man. State, and she's good. Well, she's also plays at Florida State. They're all good. If FSU could have one commit, could have kept one commit from flipping in the last few years. Would you have preferred Sam Howe, Char- Charles Cross, or somebody else? Sam Howell. Charles Cross was a, would have been nice, but but yeah, I'd say Sam Howell. I is guess. there somebody else? I mean, there's probably lots of kids, actually. Travis um, Hunter? Yeah. Count yet? <laughs> that would have been I, good. Yeah. The, uh, a number of kids from this last class that didn't sign. Marvin uh, Jones Jr. would have been a good one. I like the uh, – <laughs> was uh, Dalvin's little brother committed to FSU or just everybody thought he was going to come to FSU? I, I can't thought remember he qu- committed for a minute. I think so. I think he was. And then the running back from Miami was committed to Florida State for, for a while. Um the kid they just had. Yeah. Knighton. Yeah, Jalen yeah, Knighton. Be, he's he's a nice player. player. Yeah, but, but a little, little shaky. Could be. Got, got to do what you got to do. Things happen. By the way, I, I, I'm glad Sam Howell didn't come here. And he didn't beat us. He did not beat Florida State. That's true. No, but he was a nice player. Right. Yeah. You would have won he some games. He was 0 for 2 against yeah. Florida State. He was 0 for He would have won some of the games James Blackman did not win. He would have, but then he would have still been Sam Howell. Eminently not likable. So that's all right. Some of the headlines 93 3 <laughs> Real Talk Radio War Chant TV. How you doing there, podcasters? Good, good to hear it. Listen, if you're if you're wondering uh, for you know for a good place to eat, watch a game, have a cold beer, enjoy a lot of choices, we suggest Horizons Bar and Grill. Maybe even run into us. You could might happen. see us. Could you and I, especially. Yes, I mean I'm there once a week. I think when I'm in town, I'm there. Stephanie and I are there. Great place, cold beer, hot women. Everything you want in a uh, – I probably shouldn't have said that. Well, oh, it's or okay. Hot beer and cold women. <laughs> Whatever bars. you're into. I, I, like, I like the good-looking ladies, too. That's sure, all right. But, but even if that's uh, not your thing, I'll be there. I'm a good-looking guy. And we would all agree, great food. Legitimately good food. The most important food. part of this ad is the great food. It's great food. They got TV, sports bar. They got the vibe, but beer, food, everything you could want. And most importantly, again – other than uh, the food, is that there is at least, I'd say, a 35% chance one of us would be there. And you get the mac and cheese bites. And you can get those shrimp tacos, which yeah. are the king. Uh, you get the, you've gotten healthy on me lately. You I get, eat the hummus. You eat the, I hummus. Get the hummus. Who eats really that? Good. He I, does. At Horizons I, I Bar and Grill. I like hummus. Maybe I go. don't, but Horizons got some great hummus. But you look for them on their website. You can see their happy hour specials. It's uh, just a great place to hang out. And it's and if you want to like a little upscale dinner, you yeah. can go in there for that as well. It's at Bannerman Crossing at the... Uh, Right off of Thomasville Road and Bannerman uh, up there on the northeast Tallahassee. Tell them headlines sent you. Well, the important thing is support the people who help support Seminole Headlines. That's Horizons Bar and Grill. And thanks for listening to the podcast. Woo! (laughs) (laughs) Seminole Headlines returns now. Head to YouTube and search for Warchant TV today to catch the show live or on demand. Now, here's Jeff Cameron, Ira Chauffel, and Corey Clark.
So, R. Wilmer writes, with all the tight ends in the room, I know some may transfer, but could any of them change positions and contribute from being moved to a different position, like offensive center, guard, or tackle, something along those lines? Well, I've certainly thought about that. They have some awfully big tight ends. I do think, like, Mark Easton Douglas yes, is the one that I, I could see maybe being a tackle at some point, because um, he's a huge dude. Yeah. But I don't know, like, why wouldn't you start that process now? I don't know. Just give him a chance. I think to... I already already would have started that yeah. at some point. Yeah, um, that's the hope. His nickname is Biscuit. It is. That's right. Yeah. It makes a lot of sense. Uh, good afternoon, gentlemen. Question, who is on your Mount Rushmore for FSU basketball and baseball? Love the show. Mount Rushmore of basketball. By the way, if, there, if, if Mount Rushmore had never been built – Mm. Sports Talk Radio would have been void of a lot of For topics. a long time during the summer months, they would have struggled. <laughs> they would have really struggled. Yeah, that is the easiest way. Well, Corey, it's like I it's the a... only thing that has four <laughs> things on it. Like, yeah. it's it's the only, like, you couldn't, uh, who would be your Beatles? So I have a, who would be <laughs> yeah, your for yeah. something like that? I always have a philosophical question about this. Um, and, and so, do you, so like Dave Cowens, obviously was, an all-time Has great player. He's in the Hall of Fame for the NBA and all that, right? Does he have to be on he it? He probably on has, yeah, to, has be to be on it, right? Like, there's just no getting around Number that. Number four pick in the draft. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I get it. I'm just – Yeah. I mean, we get back a certain way. Wasn't the game's he, changed an awful lot like is all I'm saying. 50 up best, like the, the original <laughs> no, top 50? he was an all-time yeah. great player. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, I mean, you think George Mikan's out here kicking ass Yeah, these man, days? but you can't do that. I mean, I'm just saying <laughs> – uh, yeah, I don't know. Well, I, mine would be really weird because it would be very uh, isolated and focused on my favorite era uh, prior to, to Hamilton, which I'd have Rodney Dobards, Doug Edwards, and Bob Sura. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> They'd all be right from the that 90, team. Yeah, yeah the Chuck 90, Graham on the bench. The 92. 93. Yeah, 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 over. yeah, it'd be those guys. Yeah, I would say. Uh, J.D. Drew and put... uh, Buster Posey for baseball. Well, there's one, two. For sure. Uh, Mike Martin. And then John Ford Griffin. And that's that. Oh, you're just going with – I would say Alisea. Well, I mean, it's hard not to – at least for the singular season accomplishment, that four-whatever John Ford Griffin hit that year is insane. So, I don't know. It's tough. Yeah. They've, had, they've had a few good ones. I'd have to sit down and really whittle this I think, down. I think basketball would be easier if we really sat down and did it. I think, you know, Dave Cowens, Leonard Hamilton. Yeah. I don't know. Tony Douglas and uh, Matthew Cleveland. No. Is Sura on You're there? You're not putting Cleveland on there yet? No. Sura would probably be on there. Sura stayed all four years. I think Sura's going to be on there for sure. Yeah. Um, even Maybe even probably over Cassell because Cassell was only a two-year player and Sura played all four years. Yeah. Sura was, was really was good all four good. years. Yeah. David writes, hey, guys, I remember Iris saying a few months ago that one of the big problems in recent years with the offensive line has been such poor depth that they couldn't effectively run a scout team in practice and weren't able to even approximate the talent they'd see in a typical game. Do you think this should be a better situation this year, or are we still a year away from getting good practice depth? Well, I think we still could improve in that area. I, I don't mm-hmm. think they get good practice depth. This has been a problem for several segment groups. It's not just the offensive line. I mean, this has been a problem. We all have documented the receiver issues. Like, our corners and safeties weren't seeing dominant wide receivers week in and week out in practice. They couldn't replicate the offenses they were going to face. Well, and you look at what they've been playing at linebacker for the last two or three years. Imagine what the backups and the scout team guys look like. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. yeah that's, it ain't that's, pretty. It's been a problem. I do think it's getting better, though. The depth in the offensive line is getting better. I mean, you think about the guys. They bring back basically everybody that started last year except Devontae Love-Taylor and Brady Scott, like that position, but you, 
bring back a lot of those guys, and then you bring in a couple of transfers, and then you you have guys like Thomas Trader, who they love and really start wanted to start two years ago, but has been injured. Uh, he'll be back. Uh, I think you know they've got a couple other guys that have shown potential um, on that offensive line as well. I think I like the um, Zane Herring, um, a couple other guys that they brought in last year uh, that have potential as well. So Lloyd Willis is another one. So it's getting there. It's not where it needs to be, but it's getting there. Uh, Corey, this one's going to be for you, buddy, and it'll be fun. Uh, Fellas, since the Coracle is fresh off his tour of duty with Coach A and a softball machine, can you compare a day with the ladies to a day with the football team? How are the mindsets different, and what, if anything, do you think the football staff could learn from Lonnie? Oh, yeah, I mean, they allow us to watch practice. I don't think we've ever been – it'd be cool to be in a team meeting with Florida State football or go into a position group meeting and watch them. Uh, the, The one thing that stood out to me the whole time was that, like, you know, there's 30 players on the team. Only 11, only 10 are playing in a game or 12. But legitimately, and they're not doing it for my benefit. When they're they didn't watching even know who film, you were. Yeah, they didn't even have any idea who I was. They, I literally, they had no idea who I was. Um, which is good to be. It's good to be humbled every now and again, guys. Because I know when we walk around in Tallahassee, it's like it is like the Beatles. All the autographs and the photos. Yeah. So it is cool to go into a place where you can just be yourself. Yeah, I mean, and you're not you're eight, not on a stage. Eighteen to twenty two year old FSU female students is not really our it's not really our wheelhouse. So I don't know that that's a, a fair representation. That's yeah, that's surprising. <laughs> um, but the way they cheer for each other, like when they're taking infield, the one the, the 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 girls that are running bases, the young women, sorry, they're running bases when they're when they're waiting their turn, they're legitimately cheering when one of their teammates makes a good play. And this it's Florida State softball. They're all making good plays. They're not they're not booting the ball around in practice ever. But they're all yeah, there you go, Sid. There you go, Sid, over and over and over again. And they do it in the film when they're watching film, when when Cap makes a great pitch or something like that. I don't know if that I don't know if that's I I just don't know that guys do that kind of well, thing. Well, I would say this. I don't think it's a football thing. I think it's a guy thing where you don't – I don't think that's something you do in practice. There no. you go, Jeff. Yes. That's what I'm talking about, Jeff. No, I would, yeah, I'd, I'd come punch you, you if you did that, yeah. But I would say this, though. I would say this, though. The With the, the spirit behind that, though, yeah, is important. Because I remember yes. interviewing Alex Atkins two years ago going into spring practice and what he was looking forward to seeing. And, and that's exactly what he said was – I want these guys, but more than anything else, more than their strength, their quickness, their knowing their assignments, we have to get to a place where these guys are happy when their teammates do well. The guys at their position and guys, the guys on the other side of the ball, because that wasn't happening and that wasn't there, that's the foundation. You have to love the guys you're playing with. So I do think it translates to football, even if you're not – yeah, you don't chattering. have to be all vocal yeah. about it. I mean, just a little slap on the but ass the, on your the, way back from the drill will work. But the I, I'd rather hear that a good, that a guy Corey. No, good buddy. play, Corey. Uh, I'd rather hear that than a like slap a on the ass. You'd like a good smack on the ass from me, buddy. But again, what 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 brings a team through difficult times is yeah. I think I just that. need to know you yeah. give a damn. I need to know that you're willing to sacrifice care right. about my well being and mine yours, and that you're willing to do what we have to do. So to, it, to manif- win. it manifests differently yeah, in softball yeah, versus football, yeah. but that spirit has well, to be there. And, and Lonnie also said that when somebody, because she said it was, she actually said it felt like an issue before the season started that there were too there were people too much involved in their own stuff and not involved in the team success, and they had a conversation about it as a team. And she says the thing here um, is that when somebody is noticeably not happy for one of their teammates and just kind of stands there it and, stands and goes to the motions, it stands out. And it makes you look ridiculous as opposed to like, you know, we've all watched those college basketball games where the walk-ons at the end of the bench or even the players at the end of the bench, 
they'll stand up if a guy makes a basket and clap, but there's no passion or energy behind it, and they sit right back down. You can tell they're just going through the motions or they don't really care. They don't stand up at all. When you really do care, I, I you know. Oh, you can when, see like it in Florida State basketball. That was like always good the say, Vipers, like, man. They went nuts. Like, imagine when Cleveland hit that shot, and there were a couple of guys on that team that just kind of stood there and, like, all right. <laughs> it looked like Leonard. Like, the whole team just kind of looked like Leonard and watched the dugout. That would that would look ridiculous. I dream, That's not what Florida State basketball is about. No. Jeff, I dream of a day mm. when Corey Clark is home watching the Sunday Smash. Yes. And mm. gets well, out of Well, that's a big his, dream. Well, yeah. And, and just jumps out of his chair with excitement because like, you hit a great line. Yeah. Great or point, I made a great Cameron. point. Great point. Let's I was go. hoping you'd go there. Stephanie, yeah, come watch this. Yeah, I'm going to rewind this a little bit here. Look, look at this. This is amazing. That's, <laughs> those are my guys. My guys. Look at these That's two. That's what we do. This is War Champ for life. Hassan <laughs> writes, greetings to my favorite sausage-slinging squad. Hey, now. That's us. Ooh. Two questions for y'all. Number one, after hitting such a mind-boggling game winner, what are the chances we keep Cleveland? He's gone cold in the later half of the season, but I believe he can really be a difference maker next year. Well, if he develops a consistent shot, we all do, Hassan, but I don't know if that's going to make a difference, that shot or anything else. We'll see. Similarly, what if he shot all his three-pointers like that one? Yep. That's just, just his from his hip. Yeah, that yeah, would be great. Just from his hip. Yeah. yeah. What are the odds we keep Caleb Mills? Well, I don't know where he – I mean, you mean like he transfers again to another college team? Because he's not going to the league, so I don't know what Hassan's question is there. Uh, question number two. When are we getting another quarterback for the upcoming season? I know we got Duffy, but putting him in for a hurt Travis would be a tough thing to do so early. Fingers crossed Travis stays healthy. Um, then he just wants to know if we're going to get some. Well, you have to wait till after spring, so it's not going to happen until after spring. It would have to come in in the fall. So, um, But this, this next month, five, six weeks, is going to tell us how desperate that need is. I mean, if they, they're excited about A.J. Duffy, and if he's – I mean, man, it's not, it's not crazy – to go into a, a man, you need to advocate for your boy Tate Rodemaker. Come on, I, now. hey, hey, Tate, he's been a workout warrior in the yeah. black jersey. Don't uh, be, don't I, be skipping Tate. I'm not. I just know that no, whatever I say about Tate, people are just going to ignore. Well, they're but understandably, and you understand that, right? Because we both think he has potential physically. Sure. He just hasn't shown it in a, in a game where the lights are on or anything like that. You know, and I want him to do that because I do think it would be a damn shame if he never got an opportunity to play. Well, I mean, I, I mean, he's had an opportunity. That's not the right way to phrase <laughs> he's had, that. He's been in a game. He could have played well. No, he was. Yeah, well, that was an unfair his situation. Freshman year, yeah, that was in a COVID year where he now he did throw the worst ridiculous. interception I've ever seen. Yeah, but it was I've also ever ridiculous. seen in football. Hey, you know what? It was also a ridiculous play call. Yeah, you didn't no, need to throw, throw it away. You didn't need throw to throw it, it away. There. You didn't need to throw it there. Staring at the dude. You didn't need to throw it there. Uh, yeah, well, backed just, up in that situation. But also, he failed in the spring game, and I just I'd like to see him perform well. Even if uh, how about that? Perform well in the spring game when you get your shot. Even if we know it's Jordan Travis's team, then that would be good and encouraging. In case Jordan Travis does miss any time, you could go to a guy that's been in the system that has repped. And now maybe he's playing with confidence because he's physically he has some tools. He does. Rodemaker is going to be Ira's football version of uh, Ingam. He's Ingam going to ride the twenty three. <laughs> Ingam at twenty three. But Ingam, hey, Ingam's raining threes. By the way, to answer the first question, I I just I can't imagine Matthew Cleveland's stock is to a point where he. I mean, if he would go, if he were to go now, I, look, man, I think there's a chance a team would take him because of what his potential is. But I think you know. Man, I he his he has so much potential that he needs to come back for another year and have a really good season. But man, I, yeah, it's because it's like man, look at the league. They, I mean, it's great that you're athletic and six eight. They're all athletic and six eight, but all of them can shoot. 
and his shot is so broken right now. That was good to see in that game, not just the hoisted three at the end. He actually started making mid-range jumpers again, which he hadn't done that in six weeks. But if he could develop even a semblance of an outside shot. Um, yeah, I think what they what this staff does, the way they the look at the way they improve Trent Forrest's shooting, yeah. Terrence Mann's shooting. Uh, I mean, they've done it time and time again. If he stays for another year, has a full season in, off season in their program, they'll turn him into a top ten pick. Because I've heard the comparison to Barnes because of the athleticism, and, and Barnes wasn't same. a great shooter. Barnes wasn't a great shooter by any means either. But Barnes was a playmaker, and and did all these like Barnes drops that pass off for the dunk. And also, no Barnes looked dunker. physically different than Matthew yeah. Cleveland. Yeah, it, like is Cleveland a is a Cleveland's an athletic, gifted athletic guy. Barnes is He's, the next level. Barnes is a better pa- guy. Barnes is a better passer, probably better, better defender, shooter, better, better defender, yeah, better stuff. rebounder. Yeah. yeah. Had greater vision by far. I mean, everything about him. Similar headlines, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Hey, headliners and elite headliners. It's Ira here, and it's time to talk Shopify. As you remember, a couple of years ago, we wanted to create and sell headlines merch for the best podcast listeners in the world. That's you. But we had no idea where to get started. Now we're selling Yay Sausage shirts, and it's so easy. All because we use Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Whether you're a startup working out of your man cave or IPO ready, Shopify is the only tool you need to grow your business without all the struggle. Shopify puts you in control of every sales channel. You could be selling Don Julio socks from Shopify's in-person point of sale system or offering headliner shirts from Shopify's all-in-one e-commerce platform. Whatever you need, you're covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms. And you can sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. What I love most about Shopify is how, no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up today for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash warchant, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash warchant, all lowercase, and they'll help you grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Go to shopify.com slash warchant. Seminole Headlines is brought to you by Register Sausage, serving the Florida Panhandle and Lower Alabama for over 75 years. To find a store near you or to buy directly from Registers, head to registermeats.com. That's registermeats.com. Seminole Headlines returns now. Head to YouTube and search for War Chant TV today to catch the show live or on demand. Now, here's Jeff Cameron, Ira Chauffel, and Corey Clark. Sean wants to know, so after a loss to Jacksonville and one on Sunday to Samford, what needs, what seems to be the common theme? What needs to be worked on for improvement? Well, they don't run the base as well, Sean. Uh, that's number one. It's the biggest thing that they don't do well. I think it's a really good baseball team. And a reminder to everybody that baseball is not football. You're going to lose a lot of games in a long season in baseball. Sometimes baseball is just baseball, and you, and you lose a game. Four to three, and you really didn't do anything wrong. Well, I mean, the only common factors really is they only—I think it was like th- they scored like four runs in each of those games. Yeah, I mean, which sometimes somebody pitches. I mean, well. college baseball—if you only score four runs, there's a chance you're going to lose. Yeah, I'm not I, saying that you should. Right. That that's terrible, but yeah, you know, I, I think four runs isn't a lot. Yeah, they're a good team. I'm not worried about them. I like how aggressive they're being on the base paths. It'll help them later on. I know Meads talked about that. He he feels like they have the athleticism to do that. Now, Corey, I think you would agree with me. They're wherewithal. And the understanding of uh, the base running 
that they're trying to develop is a little bit uh, well, it's lacking. I mean, they're struggling. I, mean, I just can't. I can't imagine why you would line up in fair territory yeah, I mean, on third. I've yeah, never seen that. I, they've made a lot of mistakes on the base path, and that's well, what that I'm gonna, kid in particular. Well, has made like keep, seven of them. That's correct. Uh, and, and he's I'm, a good player, a really good. He's a good hitter, really good fielder, and he he's got to get better on the bases because he's going to be on the bases a lot. Yeah. If it was some dude that was hitting one thirty, um, you know, I I think the one question I have is, man, yeah, they're four and zero with their two stud pitchers start mm-hmm. and strike out the whole team. Yeah, they're one and two when they don't. I want to see these other arms step up. But you up. will, Corey. You know they will because they've got so many to choose from. And I, I just think that somebody Right, it's just will... a matter of choosing the right ones and, and, yeah. and figuring out. And getting and I, comfortable. And I, I worry about um, – I don't worry about it, but, uh, you know, that's two times now where Scolaro's given up runs. Yeah, which, no, yeah, know, it's been a problem. When you're an elite pitching staff, you need to have somebody at the back end that is lights out. He's, and, I, yeah, I just don't know if he's going to miss enough bats. Um, yeah, they may need they they may need to choose one of the other guys of which they have a lot of choices to fill that role. The point is, this is where you work it all out. Yeah, and that's what he does that I think maybe his dad didn't that's do. That's correct. He does give guys chances in leverage situations. Yeah. To go to go like uh Bowmeister mm-hmm. came on in a leverage situation, did not do well and was immediately taken out, but he gave him a chance. Well, and if and you I, do I, that, I like you'll that lose games. That. You'll lose games. There'll be times yeah. where it comes back to haunt you, you give up a couple of hits that you can't afford to in a high leverage situation and you lose the game. I'd rather lose that game now than to not know what you have late in the season in a conference game that means a hell of a lot more or God forbid a post season game so to me find it all out vet all of this now find out what guys do under pressure find out what guys do when they run the bases and, and you put pressure on defenses and which guys can do it which guys execute which guys don't i think there's enough bat to ball skills from this from this year's team than as opposed to last year's team yeah and i think they're two frontline pitchers by the way we talk about well they're they're fine when those two guys start well they're gonna be fine in most of the series that those yeah, two guys start Sean, uh, awesome. I, we we all know Sean's an elite headliner, the original elite headliner, and, yeah. he, and he asks his questions on Facebook. Are we getting any Twitter questions? Oh, I've gone back and forth, buddy. Okay. I, every week I get this second questions, the, 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 the doubling down. Look, you need man, to go to James B. Look on the at screen all these. Right now. I've gone all. Oh. I'm going to go to James B. Oh, He's you definitely money. need to go to James B. Fellas, let me steer the program. <laughs> I've got you see this. James I B? see yeah. James B. right here. I was all busy right. answering your Twitter feed question. Hey, what about before, James B.? Yeah, great show as always, gents, writes James B. Thank you, James. You're right. <laughs> what is the latest on the NIL legislation for the state of Florida? I don't know. It's, uh, it's <laughs> How still, about that answer? Well, all right. So <laughs> they, they, I'll try to answer it quickly. Yeah. Uh, so they, they put in those new bills, the amended right, bills, right. to try to get Florida on the same page as the rest of the country. Get off their Those asses. bills are stalled. The, uh, mm-hmm. the, the powers that be in the state legislature are not doing anything with it. They've just been sitting there last I checked. Don't you love politics? They haven't been moving at all. But I think what there's a possibility is they may just go back and scrap the original. At the end of the session, they can actually go back and get rid of the bill from last year, whatever the phrase is for that, whatever the terminology is. And I think that may be what they end up doing is just getting rid of that because then if they get rid of last year's law for the state of Florida, it'll put the state of Florida on par with everybody else in the country. So my guess is that's what's going to happen because they aren't doing anything with those those bills that were in the House and Senate. Yeah, let's get it on. Let's go. Let's get it right. Uh, Amuro writes, uh, I heard that Jeff Cameron's show can slam dunk a basketball. That is true. It used to be true. I cannot now. I will tell you that. I cannot now. I tried yesterday. What about volleyball? No, I cannot now at all. Tennis ball? I don't think so. I, I did touch the rim yesterday with my son Bryce, and I about hurt myself again. <laughs> What's that like? So Ira and I clearly weren't maybe the level of athlete you were. Um, it's not like I ever did anything astonishing as an athlete. You running track and being able to do like really 
Like not just oh, I can like hard layups. Yeah, I can, you could I, do real dunks. I could. You could do backwards dunks and stuff. I, not backwards. Windmills. <laughs> windmills. <laughs> windmills. I, I never windmilled. I don't think I never. I never try to windmill. But I could. Yes, I could dunk. Yes, but I so can't what, anymore. What's I want to make this like? abundantly what's clear. I like? cannot dunk anymore. That's got to be tough, though. Well, you've dunked on a small goal. It feels the same way. It's on a real goal. No, I'm saying, but you don't have that athleticism anymore. You're no, not I what don't. you used to be. I'm it's got to be it's, tough. Man, oh, Corey, it hurts, buddy. It well, sucks. Yeah. When we were in we high school. We didn't ever have to go through that. We no. never had a lot of athleticism. No, it sucks, man. And I'm telling you, I actually, of all the things, and I didn't do that many things all that well, but that was something that I took pride in. Like, if it came up, I didn't run from it. I'd be like, yeah, yeah, I can dunk. If you, <laughs> I, yeah. I, I made sure you knew it, but I cannot do it anymore. I love dunking on eight foot rims. I can imagine <laughs> what it was like dunking on. 10 well, we, rim. my buddy Alex and I, we would, all of eighth grade, we would do it every day in gym trying to dunk. We would alley up to each other uh, just to see if one of us could do it. We couldn't do it. We couldn't do it. <laughs> and then, in, but we fought, in ninth grade, we both went to Bay Point Middle School, and then in ninth grade, we went to Lakewood High School, and we would do the same thing. We had gym together again, and I would lob to Alex every day, and he'd lob to me. And when I finally did it, I'll never forget, Rich Ninus was watching. You'd have thought that I had achieved the greatest thing in athletics mm. in the history. Of, I about took my pants down and ran around the school. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, and then from there it got easier. What's funny is, so Alexa, when she was playing basketball at Leon, at halftime – you know, the halftime at a high school girls' oh, basketball yeah, game, yeah. they're not a lot going on. So these kids would go out and just try to practice. They don't dunking. have Red Panda? They never have they, Red they, they Panda? They did not have Red Panda. They never, had, never had the Zooper Stars or whatever they were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, these, kids, these high school kids would go out and try to dunk and could not dunk. Right. And we're all sitting there like, like, well, somebody. It's just like, you guys are embarrassing yourself. Could you just stop? You can't dunk. Why are you continuing? But I guess you got to keep trying. To, to, you to do, get there. yeah, and then once you do it, like once you can do it, do it. It's like something goes off in your mind where you're like, that's all you want to do, and you can do it repeatedly. And I did it all the way through high school. I, I did it until I was in my mid thirties, uh, late thirties even. Uh, but so I, when you, I, I can't do it now. when you see John Morant now, you kind of you see it a little you bit like oh, it's similar. that was me. That was me right there, all forty six <laughs> inches of my vertical. No, no. <laughs> yesterday. Was- no, he's insane. That's a different world, and it's odd to watch. And I can watch it. It never gets old watching oh a guy gosh. do that kind of stuff. It's insane. Yeah, it's nuts. Uh, anyhow, Amara, thank you for allowing me to expound on that with your question. Yeah. To answer the second part of your question, I'm six one. He asked me how tall I was. All there right, good go. fellas. Got one. For- thank you, James B. I didn't tell James B. Thank Thanks, you, James, James B. James B. Uh, Tiggity writes, uh, good day, fellas. Got one for Ira. Would it make you happier seeing Tony Bennett's face as Matthew Cleveland, uh, Cleveland shot Rip through the nets or a free week supply of register sausage. Also, Corey, how's your stomach? People are really worried about your stomach, buddy. I got an appointment. I'll go first, Ira. I got an appointment uh, with a GI in uh, about two and a half weeks. So we'll get a diagnosis then and, and then attack it from there. But it's been good so far. I've cleaned up my diet. I've exercised a lot. So it's been all right so far. Just need a little more, a little more yogurt. And uh, yeah, yeah we'll go with thing. the uh, seeing Tony Bennett's expression i think i'm gonna go with that also somebody wanted to know did you do the pistols after that shot went in from matthew cleveland because i <laughs> i hope you did and it would have been awesome to see you in the living room firing off pistols after that shot went in from matthew cleveland He's killing his season <laughs> if, if i had been there on press row maybe i would have oh now that would have been funny yeah. if you had actually stood up on press row and we caught it like the video ira's last time ever being at the jpj to cover a florida state virginia game he Just made hit it thrusting in his face <laughs> Uh, I didn't. I didn't acknowledge Josie's play. Uh, shortstop uh, making the catch, uh, and so people were mad at me uh, from the other day. 
Oh, okay. Oh, well, I, I retweeted it. It was a that incredible was catch. Crazy. Yeah, yeah. catch. Yeah. yeah, it was the game winning. Like it was the last out of the game too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so John wants to know: Do you believe the transfer portal is sustainable for the football program? How long can it be used until it becomes a detriment to the program? Will recruits want to come if they continue to see transfers get starts? Yes, they must compete for spots, but what's the downside? Well, there is a downside yeah. and a plus, and it is a very interesting question, and everybody's trying to figure this out. There are people, John, that will will tell you that this is the future. This is the way it's going to work. There are going to be programs that survive almost entirely on the amount of talented, experienced transfer portal guys they can bring in. And while others will point out that you can't build culture that way, you can't build depth that way, you can't, to his point about kids seeing transfers come in and start over them, somebody who's been in the program that was recruited out of high school that's put in the work, you know, obviously it's tough to, to sustain a culture that way. And I think there's a balance to be had. It's a concern. There's no doubt. And to Jeff's point, it's something that they're going to have to keep an, uh, an eye on. But I will tell you that I've actually heard some people talking to Nick Saban, and Nick Saban said in a group in a private setting, if he wasn't at Alabama, it's what he would be doing. He would utilize because, the hell out of it. Yeah. Because what happens now is colleges, you bring a kid in for a year or two and develop them, and then they look to leave. They look, So you're, you would be – it would be you'd be foolish to not explore the transfer portal. Now, do they need to get twelve guys every year? No, probably, but it's definitely going to be a part of what they do hey, until they get to an elite program again, where they yeah. can bring in a bunch of five stars. It's it's about the only avenue. Yeah. it's the best avenue. Well, I mean, think if they hadn't had Care Thomas and Jermaine Johnson. Yeah, man. I mean, they yeah. would have been absolutely screwed. Hey, we're saying goodbye, man. That's it. That's all. Uh, good work, Matthew. Good job, Corey. Good to see you, brother. Be well. I, I love you. Love, I love you, you too. Jeff. All right, love you too. Uh, for Irish Fell, I'm Jeff Cameron. Take care, everybody. Thanks for watching and listening on 93.3 Real Talk Radio and War Chant TV. Peace. We'll talk to you again later.